Dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now, you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark Gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. I'm your host, Patrick. I got Chuck and Randy with me tonight. Fellas, what do you hear? What do you say? What's up? <laughs> Chuck is ready for the show, man. Randy, you're back, dude. We're like in, in perilous shock that you're with us tonight, dude. Say something, Randy. Everyone's waiting. Oh, man, it's been been a, been a while, but, you know, it's, it's worth the wait. I, I got to tell you, man, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we were all worried about you. I mean, Chuck was just saying the other day, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't seen or heard from you. He was, you know, he was looking at all the wanted ads and all the back pages, you know, all those little, like, you know, weird little magazines all in and around Spanish Fork, Utah. We didn't know where the hell you ended up, man. Yeah, just. Yeah, just disappeared for a while and decided to folks, jump out of the shadows. You folks, know? That's, that's Randy going. I'm really sick of him doing that crap to me, folks. I'm just going to pause and collect myself because he's a real jerk. Yes, folks, I am. No, but uh, hey, guys, welcome. Welcome to Grimdark Live. Uh, we got uh, we got a lot in store for you guys tonight, and thanks for being with us. And, and along with the news and the main topic tonight, which we are going to be getting into just here shortly, uh, we're going to be having a guest joining us later on. He's a fellow Grimdark goon and an awesome guy to know, and this guy by the name of Joe Benson. Uh, he's going to be also joining us, and um, he's one of the few Chaos Dwarf players that I actually know, uh, and a damn good one at that. So he's going to be joining in on our on our main topic. But gentlemen, are you guys ready for our main topic? Our main topic tonight on the show is, if you could create your own Age of Sigmar faction, what would that faction be? We're going to do a little brainstorming here, guys. What do you think? Yeah, let's get on. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I want it. There you go. See, you know what? Now that's enthusiasm. You just you just got to respect right there, man. Um, it it kind of sounded like 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 foreplay there, Chuck. I didn't know what was happening there, man. That was a little no, crazy. No, 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 no. Nope. It's just anticipation. Anticipation. Uh, good stuff. So, so, but here it is. You know, Randy, the nice scan tabletop wargaming. I mean, you're back with us, man. So, what do you got in store for us tonight, man? Talk. Tell us. Tell, tell us what you got. Yeah, so I got some some footage from the last war meet that I'm gonna you know you know compile together for a, a short little uh, battle report, and then I am working on some basically uh, using some old old school uh, special characters that will like try to you know transpose with the you know the build a bear nice nice to uh, you know to basically give their background fluff or whatever, and then try to make a uh, uh, a data sheet for them, basically, and use them in a couple couple bad reports later. You know so. what? I, I got to tell you, and I've said it before, and I'll say it a thousand times. And you know, Chuck, you and I hashed on on the anvil of apotheosis, or the you know the build a bear for nerds. We did that the last couple of shows, but it, it's really my favorite yeah. thing to come out of the General's Handbook 2020. I mean, I, I love it, and I really hope. And I'm and, and anyone from GW who's listening to our little crazy show. You know, please let that be part of future battle tomes uh, as they as they come out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a flexible engine to build characters we we have options for 23 different characters 23 different characters that can go in various battle tomes yeah armless that can be customized to anyone's army 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, honestly, folks, if you want to go back to last week's show, uh, Chuck, you know, had his had his uh, his uh, Stormcast Dragon created hero for Anvil of Apotheosis. You got to check that out, man. So, uh, but good stuff all around. I really want to definitely want to see that uh, see that you know go on a little bit further. So, so yeah, Randy, we're looking forward to your stuff, man. And, and folks, uh, there's also a link to last week's show. Maybe if I can scrounge it up, I'll get it on on tonight's show too. Uh, for uh, some of the work that Randy's done with some of our take ones, Randy. Bravo, man. Way to go on last week's take one. That was awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of cool that uh, Monument Paint sent us uh, a couple of things for, you know, and Sean opened it on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be uh, we'll be doing a video with them, how the, the paints work and stuff. Nice. So, nice. Very be, cool. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And, and you know, honestly, yeah. you know, we, we got a lot in the news. You know, it's funny. Every time I say ah, there's not really much going on, you know, because let's face it, we were kind of we kind of live in a world where. You know, we kind of have to keep popping out from behind the big 40K bubble. Uh, but I got to tell you, we got obviously we got the rumor engine, which is a good one. Uh, we also have the the uh, a really cool fan-made battle tome that I want to kind of share with everyone with a, with a real nostalgic army that will kind of take us back a little bit to Warhammer Fantasy Battles that they've kind of brought back into uh, uh, Age of Sigmar, which I think is actually very, very cool. And Hasbro. You know, this is the big news here. Chuck, man, you got to weigh in on this, man. I mean, we, we got Hasbro in the news we're going to be talking about here later where we got HeroQuest, the board game, coming back out. Quick uh, two seconds of fame on this one, Chuck. What do you think, dude? HeroQuest is one of the video games, or not video, sorry, board games that we would play during uh, just different times of the year. Like, our, our family would get together on Thanksgiving. We would break that out. We would break Dungeon out. It is just a classic game that you can rinse and repeat and have fun with and it doesn't matter the age level it doesn't matter the experience level anyone can learn and everyone can have fun yeah yeah you're not kidding you're not kidding but in addition on top of that uh we, we got some stuff in the white dwarf that's coming up we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the warband stuff and and we got some some battalion stuff that broke today see this is what grimdark live does man we are all over it man we are so we got some stuff we're going to be talking about in that and then hey what would what would a what would a fantasy show like ours be if we weren't going to talk about gargants, giants, what, whatever legal beagle name you want to call them now? So we're going to be talking about that as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up in the uh, in the show for sure. But you want to know something? Here we go again. We got uh, later in the show today. Now, don't answer this now. If you guys are just catching up with us and just get, just getting onto our little grimdark live show here, uh, but after all that, after you know you hear Randy, the nice guy on tabletop wargaming, talk about what he's got in store for us, and you know we talk about the news, and you know Chuck gets onto a real big pontification soapbox about how much he loves uh, Hero Quest. Uh, we are going to be uh, after all that's done, we're going to be talking about the question of the day. So don't answer it now. Here, but here it is, folks. This is this is going to be the question of the day later in the show. So kind of keep in the back of your minds what you think your answer on this would be. So here's the question. Do special characters detract from or enhance the creativity of a player when building an army? Now, don't answer that right now. Uh, but we're going to get you uh, answers towards the end of the show. Get your answers towards the end of the show. So that's coming up again here uh, later on in the show. So, uh, so gang, anything, uh, anything to, uh, to, to part with before we get on to the news? Anything? Chuck, nope. Randy? Okay. All right, so we, folks, we're going to be right back with the news. Hey, you Grimdark goons. Thank you all so much for listening to our Grimdark Live podcast. If you're new to the Grimdark Live experience or new to our podcast and like what you hear, please follow this podcast and pass us along to your friends. Let us know what you think about Grimdark Live in the show's comment sections. 
and let us know just how we're doing. Also, don't forget to catch us live on Thursdays. And if that isn't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. That's grimdarklive.com. Anyway, thanks for listening, following, and just being awesome. Okay, gang, listen up. Breaking news here on Grimdark Live. Canadian wildlife officials from biologists, herpetologists, anthropologists, entomologists, psychiatrists, and gynecologists haven't confirmed as fact that rhinos are indeed fat Canadian unicorns. And if that ain't awesome enough coming out of Canada, let me tell you about another great Canadian company and sponsor to Grimdark Live. Six Squared Studios. Check this out. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. And if you tell them Grimdark Live sent you, they may let you pet a unicorn. Oh boy, look at that horn. Six Squared Studios, tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. Now, back to our regularly scheduled news here on Grimdark Live. I think I cut the wrong horn. Six Squared Studios, tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. All right, so here we go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into the news here uh, on, on tonight's show. So, folks, we got a lot to go into, as we said before. But let's go ahead and uh, let's start with the rumor engine. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and and take a look at this pick here, folks. And you guys got to tell me what you think it is. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this. These things generally come out uh, sometime in and around uh, Tuesdays. So we are going to go ahead and uh, and put put that up right now. So here it uh, here it is right here, folks. All right, so here it is, gang. I mean, we got the uh, we got the we got it up here. I mean, even in black and white, the first thing I noticed about uh, the picture here is there's there's a pretty big contrast. You know, maybe it's you know I'm gonna have to say maybe something chaos or uh, quite possibly another Warcry beast or maybe another Shadespire warband. I mean, gang, Chuck, Randy, what do you guys think, man? What are we looking at here? I mean, that's it, it's a good question. Um... Tuesday when this was posted, my thought process was, you know, the foot is posed on a rock. Right. Uh, we have a, a thin, probably skin-tight foot uh, with claws at the end. Right. And so, initially, you might think werewolf. Yeah. And with everything currently coming out, now this isn't to, like, 
lump it into the other releases that we've been talk to, talking about, but is it related to some type of vampire beast? Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, you I, know what? Maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah, I like that one. Randy, what do you think, man? I was kind of going in the same direction, but I was more thinking of like a like the Forge World, like uh, the Skin Wolves, and more more of thinking it maybe like a uh, uh, a war cry war band of you know having like a werewolf and something else like just in the for for war cry. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I like the now, idea of. Oh, go ahead, Chuck. Sorry. I was just I'm, I'm gonna say that in in the release steps that Games Workshop typically does, it's like three pictures per new release, and then they sort of transition to a new one. Now, on top of what, like, Randy just said, we may be seeing the new transition into the future release of yeah. what they're going to be putting out come November, December. Okay. So the first few pictures we saw in the past couple of weeks were most likely related to some type of pirate-themed army. Right. Or scallywags, who knows? Right. Uh, and maybe some type of vampire-related battalion or battle tome that's being released. So, if we're seeing Gargans leaked on Warhammer Community in yeah. the past couple months, right, and then we see the transition into vampires, this could be a next release for Warcry and related to what he's talking about. Okay. All right. That could make sense. Yeah. You know what? Um. We'll have to see. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, when, when I first looked at it, too, you know, speaking of vampires, I kind of thought to myself, Strigoi vampire for, you know, maybe a war cry thing. I maybe thought that was something that, that, that it could possibly be. Uh, I know that there were, uh, you know, earlier we had these ghoul and undead weapons that were shown previously. I think if you guys watch some past shows, you guys remember those. Uh, we had the, the sword and other things like that. Um, that, that, that maybe they're connected, but I, I kind of leaned with what you were saying, Chuck, and, and a little bit about, you know, I, I think Randy, you said the same thing that, uh, we're probably looking at something that's definitely, uh, vampiric, I would, I would have to say, but, um, and again, I know we're all getting our hopes up that it's going to be, you know, a vampire army, you know, we're going to break out of the, uh, Legions in the Gosh book and get, uh, get our soul blight. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love nothing more than to see, you know, vampires, you know, come, come in and around. But, uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm thinking this is definitely maybe a Strigoi vampire or something close to that for sure. That's, that's, that's my, uh, that's my, my, my two cents and I'm sticking to it. And uh, it would make sense for them to release some type of either Strigoi war cry release or a, like a vampire bloodline in conjunction with an AOS release. I, I think that that is not far fetched. In fact, they have, simultaneous releases uh, sequentially for multiple different game systems through the fantasy line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what's nice about it is even if it does come out, let's say it's a small faction for Warcry or something like that. Let's say it does come out for something like that. You know, it's going to be playable uh, in age of Sigmar, you know, they're going to have, you know, war scrolls and all that kind of stuff for it. So I think that that's going to be something that um, is definitely going to be a positive, but again, I think we're all, we're all looking at the big picture. We want the big pie here. We want the big vampire army to come out and, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of strange because we're going to be getting into this, you know, we're already kind of hedging on our main topic here, guys. We're talking about, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish we had a vampire army coming out. We're going to be talking about that later on here in the show. We're going to be talking about if you could create your own faction, your own army in, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a grand alliance, let's just say, what would that be, and what what would that army look like? But I think, um, I think, yeah, I definitely would say that this is something vampiric because even if you look at the paw, it looks something more. 
than I would. I don't want to say canine, but it looks more canine than it does bestial. Does that make sense, or did I just completely botch what I was trying no, to I say? No, I was going to say it looks bestial. It looks like some type of beast. Yeah. Which, if you had subfactions within a battle tome of a vampire book, like lineage bloodlines, that could fit right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, I would tend to. I. I would hope that that's the case. I mean, Randy, what are your two cents on this one, man? Any thoughts? Yeah, I like I said, like, it kind of reminds me of skin wolves and, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, some type of werewolf type, you know. So. I would absolutely love, absolutely love, well, we're going to talk about that later, skin wolves. You know, I, I've always, I've always, I've always loved them. But yeah, so we're going to have to see what this is. I mean, this one, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that we're going to, we're going to be definitely more towards the, the vampire death type of realm with this one for sure. But let's keep it rolling. Speaking of uh, armies that uh, we wish were coming out, this is kind of an interesting thing. This is a, this is a Bretonian uh, fan-made battle tome that, uh, that came out. And, and it really is... Uh, uh, it was put up by, by a guy by the name of Adam. He, he wrote this, this homemade uh, Bretonia battle tome. And, of course, it's not official book, uh, but the quality really is so great that it would be a shame not really to talk about it. I mean, the, the, the effort that this guy put into it. I mean, it's, it's a 50-page book, uh, and what's nice about this thing is he wrote 100% of the fluff, the War Scrolls come directly from the GW Compendium, so there's none of this goofy, you know, made-up stuff. Um, and the Allegiance abilities is all from Grand Alliance order. So I like the way that he put everything in the book. And I wanted to show it off because, you know, talk about armies that we, we want to someday see come out. And I know that everyone's going to say, speaking of death, hey, Flesh Eater Courts, they're your Bretonian army. Right. No, not really. I, I think a lot of people still, I think of all the armies, talk about Tomb Kings, talk about Flesh Eater Courts, all those things. I think if you looked at those armies, I think people are still longing more for the Bretonians than they are Tomb Kings. And I only say that now because I think the Osiarch Bone Reapers kind of itch that scratch that a lot of Tomb King wanting players kind of had. I mean, guys... When we see when you see something like this, I mean, what are your thoughts when you see a really well done fan made book? It does it does because I know it does for me. It kind of makes me sit there and go, huh? I wonder if I could pick up a couple of horse models and make a go at this thing at a thousand points. You know, it, it does. It kind of it kind of at least for me, it kind of pulls me back in. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, Batonians was one of my my first armies, and you know, I you know they're still on square bases, but you know the compendium rules were always you know like. It's one of those ones I kind of sitting on, like, you know, if they go back to old fantasy, I kind of want to, you know, have that army still around and, you know. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't, it's like, like, I don't think they're ever going to flush it out in, you know, in the new world. So, you know, it's. Yeah, I, I, I think it's gone. You know, I, I think, I think yeah. at least it is for now. But um, I, I just, like I said, I, I really liked the, the, the quality of it. And I really liked what he had, uh, what he had done with the thing. I mean, I guess. The one drawback in the lore for me of, of Age of Sigmar is, how do I want to put this? There, there's there's no relatable stakes in a phantasmagorical war of, of the heavens sometimes. I think I think when we talk about these little worlds, you know, Shaiish and other places like that that are in these little bubbles, and you have to go through these little realm gates to get to one next to the other. Sometimes, sometimes when you try to mix Lord of the Rings with Star Trek, I think that's where people get a little off kiltered with our game of age of sigmar don't get me wrong i love the game of age of sigmar i play it we do a show on it but i think that's where a lot of people may may not be able to relate and that's why i said before relatable stakes there there's there, there's really no relatable stakes for many people out there and 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 a lot of people would have the opinion the reason why they want this army back is you know nothing was grounded um so uh 
it was interesting when I was uh, thinking about this army, I thought to myself, you know, I think a lot of people, that's the basis for me of why I think a lot of people want to see this Bretonian army come back because if you think about in the, in the worlds now, there's there's no peasants worrying about their, you know, fetched roof cottages getting, you know, burned down, you know, or something. You know, we don't really hear a lot about that, but that's, I'm kind of getting long-winded. I mean, Chuck, you were going to say something, but, I think, before. Yeah, so, you know, I think that that was what was relatable about Bretonia back in, you know, the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th edition is that it was a battle tome or a, a codex, whatever you want to call it. Battle that, tome, right. Yeah, people could relate to, you know, they saw, you know, the historical aspect of France in this battle tome with uh, flags and insignia that right. represented the house from which it, with it came from. Right. Um, and then people could personalize that. And now, if they could recreate something like that, of that type of pastime, make it relatable to the average player and, you know, make it more epic, make it more historic so that they could uh, convert or put forth an army that represented something that was still nostalgic today uh, and relatable to what we currently have in our fantasy times and age of Sigma. Right. Exactly. Hey, and we got our we got our guest joining us with us tonight, man. Joe, Joe Benson. Wasabi, bud. You, you made it. Thank you for being with us tonight, dude. I did. Sorry it took so long. The uh, the kids in the class wanted to keep going. No problem, man. No problem. I uh, I'm just happy that you can be with us, man. I mean, we were uh, we, we kind of had a good lead, and I kind of I kind of referenced you at the top of the show. We're going through the news right now, uh, but at the top of the show, I kind of referenced you, and I said you're one of the few people. I think you're one of the only guys left that I know that actually plays a chaos dwarf army and and plays it very well, by the way. So. Thank you. Uh, yeah, man. So, it, it, and by the way, folks, uh, one of these days we're actually going to show some pictures of Joe's uh, Joe's painted army. It's this lava-based uh, chaos dwarf army. It's it's something straight out of like heavy metal, man. It's good stuff for sure. But uh, but yeah, so Joe, Joe, what we're talking about right now is um, we came across, and and since the basis of the show is, as you know, is if you could create your own faction in any grand alliance, you know, what would that faction be? What would you like to see brought into our game of Age of Sigma? We're actually talking about a great uh, fan-made Bretonian book, Battle Tome that uh, was was put up there. So we're kind of just kind of pontificating, kind of going back and forth. And, and, of course, we were talking about some of the things that were relatable to, I think, what a lot of people liked about Bretonia from from the standpoint of when it was an army because there was a lot of things, like we were saying before, you know, it, it was relatable to the peasants and, you know, the, the world that, that was as far as, you know, you know, uh, cottages and villages being rampaged through. So um, that's kind of where you kind of get you caught up, give you that uh, that Cliff Notes version of our discussion here. But, but Chuck, go ahead. I, if I interrupted you before you were, you were completely done. No, no. I, you know, my point was bring back a book that the average player can relate to, how we can tie it back to a historical perspective, but then present it in a new light with an age of Sigma. Right. That's what I would like to get moving forward. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and Joe, again, thank you very much for being with us, man. We got uh, we, we got a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good topic to be talking about tonight, man. I figure you're going to be a hell of a guy to kind of throw your two cents in a tin can on it. So again, don't give me you. too much credit. <laughs> there you go. So I mean, but but this is I guess to go back to the whole Bretonia thing, where I think, as I said before, I think the the, the relatable stakes in, in why a lot of people miss this type of an army is. You know, I think AOS needs more civilian models. You know, one of my favorite Age of Sigmar models is the little guy that, that comes with the Ale Guzzler Gargan or the Chaos Gargan that's running on the base. You know, he's got his hands up and he's, he's running for his life. It's one of my favorite models in the whole line. And, you know, I, I, as I said, I think if, if you could give that humanistic sense to the game where they don't even have to be combat units. They could just be panicking merchants, you know, 
you know, hobos, scumbags, farmers, slaves to various races, whatever they might be. I think a nice large mob that can, you know, function as a scenario objective might be something cool. But you know what? I'm here. I am. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself on what our main topic is uh, for for tonight's show. But but yeah. So this, I really think that this Bretonian uh, book here was was done was done really really well. And I left a link for it in the, in the show notes if anybody wants to. Uh, to check it out. But I mean, Joe, real quick, since you're the guy joining us, what, what are your two cents in a tin can on, on Bretonians, man? What, what did you always think about that army? I, I, you know, I love uh, like the old medieval feel. So I think it's great that someone's putting together a rule set for uh, all these models, especially when you got things like the green knight and the black knight that are just kind of lost in the wash, so to speak. Right. Like you, you lose out on the fact, like, if you got a lot of those units, they're usable, right? right? Like you can use your cav in in an imperial army or a cities of Sigmar army, but like the green knight, it loses its specialness, right? It's just a then you just have a green horse running around the table, and you're like, well, great, one of your cavalry's green, right? You don't get those rules anymore. So I think it's great that someone actually went out and and took the initiative to write these rules. Exactly. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, that's good. I was gonna say I liked it, and I, I would think. Kind of like how the, like, kind of funny how you brought up the Chaos Dwarves have a PDF that's, you know, downloadable. I think it's great that there is now a rule set, even though it's not an official release, but it's one that people can use. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, and the thing, and that's what I'd like to, I think that's what makes the game so rich, you know, I, and again, not, not to talk about being an old geezer in the game, but, you know, Randy, you even remember this too, I think. Back in the day, we can go to a tournament in Warhammer Fantasy Battles, and the nice thing about it was, there was a variety of different armies. You you very rarely in a tournament ever played the same army twice. At least that was my experience for a long time. And I think Age of Sigmar is still developing. It's a great game. We're only on our fifth year. So I think a lot of things about what the game is doing is eventually I think we're going to see where you have that variety of armies back. And I think the first step in that, as a little side note, was seeing how people or seeing how the, 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 the Age of Sigmar rules writers put all of the armies back into their own battle tomes again you know when they got rid of these specific realm spells and all these other kinds of things so i think we're going to start seeing more variety of different armies which you know we see all the time in our war meets but you know it's it's um i hope that that happens in the in the greater uh, community so so yeah that's everything on that 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 uh fan-made battle tome uh, again linked in the, in the in the notes but uh randy chuck anything else to say before we kind of close this out and move on to our next topic here on the news no i i I just want to see more released and more models that I can adapt to my current Bretonian army I have in a box. You still, you actually still have an entire Bretonian army, really? How many so, points? Okay, there's there's a story with it and how it goes. So I actually built and converted an entire Bretonian three thousand point army back when I think it was seventh edition. Okay. I used cyber miniature bases uh, and molded them and everything. I, I had probably over $100 worth go in, uh, molded probably about 90 bases on my own. Nice. Uh, with, you know, two-part epoxy and all that. Then I sold that, kept the models that I wanted, and then acquired another, like, 30 cavalry models, peasants, and all kinds of boxes. And that box is in the garage. Okay. Uh, so my thought process was keep what I wanted repaint it whenever a new book came out and then the models that I retained I can convert those in paint to match gotcha match. gotcha cool 
All right, well, moving on, man. We got uh, we got Hasbro has announced the new Hero Quest board game that is out. So that's uh, this is a huge thing, I think. For again, you know, when we talk about box games, we've got Underworlds, we've got Warcry, and, and now that we've got something, Hero Quest is back. I mean, uh, it's just been announced officially by Hasbro, and big plans are in place to bring it uh, to bring this game back into really full force. Now, there's some interesting twists here that we're going to get into on the news that maybe you guys already know about, maybe you folks that are listening possibly already know about as well. But uh, we saw a mysterious clock. If you guys remember this thing back from a few weeks ago, there was a mysterious clock slowly running down over the past few weeks uh, back then about HeroQuest. But, you know, uh, but the, uh, the, the world is finally out that HeroQuest is going to be redeveloped for tabletop. And here's where it gets the weird part that, that I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, get the right words to so I don't sound, you know, I guess too insulting. But um, they're going to be all new models, new quests, you know, all the good stuff that you remember from HeroQuest. And the team over at Hasbro uh, took the, the, the big announcement to YouTube. If you guys uh, uh, want to watch all the, all the YouTube videos, I was just looking up here while I was talking, the actual link to the actual YouTube video, and I'll go ahead and post that also down on the show notes as well. Uh, I think it would be something good if you guys want to check it out separately. But um, your Hero Quest is going to have four models or, or classes, I guess, to choose from. They're going to have a Barbarian, the Wizard, the Dwarf, and the Elf. And however, unlike the first time when this game was released, it looks like Games Workshop isn't behind these minis. So that's where I was going with kind of the the weird spin on this stuff. I mean, are you guys with me so far? Have you guys kind of, kind of you know, been following this release? I saw that the Kickstarter went insane. Yep. It almost filled in a couple hours. Yeah, almost over 300,000 at this point from at least the last time I, I, I thought I saw. So that, and that's kind of where I was going. I found it kind of interesting that GW was not behind this release, that this was going to be a uh, Kickstarter. Um, but kind of going back to the models here, along with the four classes that players can choose from, they also uh, showcased a whole host of, I guess, mobs that we were talking about here at the Bretonians here a little bit ago that uh, you're going to encounter in the game, kind of like a la, like a Frostgrave almost, if you guys are familiar with how that game plays. Um, but uh, I guess, uh, you know, there's also furniture that's going to be back in action and things like that. But uh, the kicker, is, as you heard Joe mention, is uh, this is all exciting, but I think where it's interesting to me, and maybe somebody can just fill me in, is the developers went straight to Kickstarter. And they're asking for $1 million by November 6th, I believe it is, so that the project can be appropriately funded. And, and you can pledge your monetary support. I think it's on Hasbro Pulse, if I remember right. Um, and choose between a heroic or mythic tier of the game. Now, these are your two different tiers. And they're priced either at $99.99 or at $149.99. You know, that's U.S. dollars. Um, and the heroic tier, I guess, is going to include all the essential base game content as well as uh you know four bonus heroes i think it is and, and an exclusive mini released as part of the the uh hasbro funding campaign so but yeah it, it, joe as you said man as of wednesday i think uh yesterday i think the uh i think it was already over or at about three hundred thousand. so it's uh it, it's cooking right now unless the numbers jumped even more than that but uh but guys what are your thoughts man hero quest it's back let's hear it um, I kind of, I'm kind of excited. I mean, I was a big Silver Tower fan. Um, oh, there you go. So I, I played, I played a whole bunch of Silver Tower, like actually, like through the book and played it a bunch of times because we read the rules wrong, and so we played way more than we were supposed to, and actually finished the whole storyline. So 
knowing it's kind of based in that realm of gameplay is kind of cool. What does make me leery is for a hundred or one hundred fifty dollars to not be able to possibly port those models into the game of. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, but we'll have to see how that plays. Well, yeah, that, that's that's a great, that's a great point. I mean, I think a lot of people are we're kind of we kind of develop that as as a as a culture, right, in the community with with games like Underworlds and games like Warcry. I mean, they they those those units go into those games. They have a War Scroll for our base game of Age of Sigmar. So, yeah, I think I think you would like to see that. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, Chuck, Randy, what are your thoughts, man? Hero Quest, what do you got? Well, if you ever seen my my femur army, those are actually all the original Hero that's Quest. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We are just we're just touching on wanted future armies all over the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, what do you think, man? Uh, I am looking for the link breakdown in this fight game. Oh, okay. Oh, you're already you're already are, are you going with the one forty nine ninety nine? Is that what you're gonna do? Uh you know what? If if you're gonna get it, you may as well just go in. Right. Okay. What's right. the extra fifty dollars if you're already a hundred and you just get everything in? Yeah, you that's know? a good point. That's a good point. I mean, you know what's funny is I think it's the I think it's the mythic tier that's the more expensive one, and with that you're going to get the heroic tier plus everything that's set to release in the next two expansions. Um, there's a there's a keep or a dungeon. I can't remember the name now. I think it's I think it's Keller's Keep or something or Kel- I, I can't remember what it is, but I think it's Keller's Keep. And uh, and return of the, the the witch lord, which I think is I think is pretty cool to see that you know old model kind of come back around. So yeah, I think they're well on their way to making it to a million bucks by by November. So um, it's going to be kind of interesting. But I, I am you know I've always really enjoyed the box games, but from a from a selfish standpoint, I never have time to play them. I, and I would I I love them. I love the idea of them, but I I just never have time to play them. I, I've got I've got everything you could imagine for Warcry. They're still in the box. They're still in the cellophane wrap. I I can't. I don't have time to play them. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing for me. I found with a game like like when I was playing Silver Tower in the Hero Quest was you kind of had to make it like a Dungeons and Dragons where you got a group of people you knew were going to play instead of just shuffling people in and out, and you made it like a once a month kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that's. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess you'd have to break it up that way. But I mean, do you, do you think that do you think that a game like that is going to require? You know, I don't want to say management, but you know, it'll, it'll require that much management, almost like you would have to like treat like a D and D type of a game. It could, but another thing that you can do is not only like commit one day per month or every two weeks and make it similar to D and D or Pathfinder, but if you go to an event, like let's say it's a a two day GT. If they're doing a specialist game on Friday night or Thursday night, you join in, you you pay the extra 15, 20 bucks to just play in, in a tournament or uh, in a round robin style scenario like a, a three round war cry event on a Thursday or Friday night. That can also get you, you know, the edge that you need or or knock off that uh, right that you would feel. You know, that's true. Yeah, that's true for sure. All right, good point, man. Well, that's it. That's Hero Quest. So Chuck's already got his credit card out. He's already going to buy the, uh, the the hundred and fifty dollar uh, version of it. Joe, are you going in, man? Are you are you diving in? No, I'm going to play Chuck's copy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Chuck's already got the wheel spinning for FlatCon, so he's going to have it on a Thursday or Friday. Nice, Chuck. Is that uh, can can we make that announcement now, Chuck? 
<laughs> we can make the preemptive announcement right now. Uh, <laughs> like Friday night, I think we ran Necromunda and Warcry for a specialist game. So if we threw hero quest in there, it wouldn't be far fetched. Get a group of four to six players and just have fun. Nice, nice. I almost want to try that out. Well, good stuff, man. All right, here it is. Let's keep rolling, man. We got the White Dwarf. Actually, we got a couple of things we're going to be talking about in the White Dwarf here tonight. But the first thing is going to be creating a warband for uh, from Hammerhall, which uh, is pretty exciting. I mean, th this got a lot of traction. I mean, I kind of read about this um, earlier this week and kind of thought, oh, it's kind of neat. But then I saw it keep repeatedly popping up on the boards. And I think because we're now starting to see, you know, back in the early adoration of, of Warcry, to me, it was a quickly get into combat, beat the crap out of each other, and, you know, make it off the board with, with whatever objective you have to get off the board with. But now we're seeing ranged units come in, and I think that's where people are really excited um, and anticipating some good things with this with this, this Hammer Hall warband, essentially a Cities of Sigmar warband. And uh, I think with this debut of this warband, with the rules uh, coming in in the latest White Dwarf, I think it's issue 456 of the White Dwarf, is really is where the content all you know pretty much is or all all is including the rules for as i said this brand new warband representing one of the mortal realms most i guess i guess i'd have to say i never really thought about it but most popular factions um which is the city of sigmar and as i said when i first read this uh i thought okay that's kind of interesting but uh i just saw it on the boards like lightning people talking about it so i thought that's why we'd bring it up in the news tonight because i, I didn't think it would really gain this much uh traction but um what do you guys, I mean, we, we, obviously they got ranged units in there, so that, I think that's a bigger deal now. Uh, more than more so than what we saw with some of the Chaos Warbands that have an 8-inch range. Now you actually have long rifles in the damn thing. So, um, thoughts? What do you think? I, I only played a couple games, so it's hard for me to have a good judge okay. on a new Warband. Okay. Well, I, I think this Warband has got pretty much everything as far as uh, your, your full your full gambit of a Warband. I mean, it's a really diverse Warband, first of all. I think this Warband is going to have Iron Breakers, which, you know, with a 3-plus save, at least in, 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 at least in uh, Age of Sigmar, uh, these little bastards are going to be able to, you know, hold the line. Uh, I think that uh, they also have um, uh, the... Uh, the, the, not the pistoliers, but uh, the other the other range unit with the rifles. Uh, those those old empire models. I'm completely drawing a blank on that one. Uh, handgunners. Yeah, yeah handgunners. handgunners. Thank you, Randy. So I, I think um, I think overall, but before I keep tripping over my own tongue, uh, there's 18 different fighter types to pick from. Wow. And I, I think as as we already know at this, I think what a lot of the traction on this thing is people are going to be pretty spoiled for their next choice of what they want to put in this thing. I think with 18 different different fighter types. So, um, and they got some great abilities that, that, uh, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with what their abilities in the game are? Their game abilities? I would say no. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, I think, I think with, with a 5,000 foot view, I think, um, the Hammerhall Warband has abilities that are going to reward you and, and your, your fighters for, for battling in close formation as well as ranged i think that's gonna i think that's the biggest thing where now you're we're gonna see Warcry develop into a different type of game obviously like any other warband you're gonna have to work together your warriors are gonna be able to you know bring down some pretty terrifying targets i think not only from a close combat perspective but also from as i said the range and i think this is why yeah. a lot of people were kind of hot and heavy on this warband because you don't have these little eight inch little throw a knife at him and so i think um I think a lot of things that are going to happen with the game are going to develop. Now, I know originally when Warcry first came out, GW said that they were only had like a two-year plan or something weird like that. But I think 
I think the game might be here to stay for quite a bit longer than that. So that's and that's not uncalled for for Games Workshop for their specialist games line. Right. If if they don't take off and have a certain sales number, I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to right to produce for a game system. Exactly. At least profitable revenue. I think Warcraft, like you said, is it kind of went outside the box. And like we've said before, because it's it is doable and playable across multiple platforms like Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. and other systems outside of Games Workshop, that it became you know, more attractive for just the average gamer. And when that becomes the case, which I hope Games Workshop has seen, then you can you can bring out that line of product right. and pass it across not just Warcry, but Age of Sigmar and other platforms. Yep. Yeah. Across multiple game systems. And from another comment about what you were talking about before, if we're coming out with another faction that has 18 plus models within it, we might be deviating into a faction or sub-faction that uh, plays in combinations of models versus individual models playing the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And I yeah, like that I idea. I'd love to see the game head in that direction. So for sure. Uh, but, you know, I want to go back to something that while you're talking, it reminded me of it, you know, talking about gameplay. But in, in, if you guys get a chance to pick up the, the, the edition of the 456 uh, uh, White Dwarf, number 456, there is a, a campaign that, that is issued with, with, uh, with your warband hunting an endless spell that's in, that's in the book that you guys need to check out. It's called the Cinder uh, Johan. And, and uh, basically, uh, this, this Cinder Johan is in service of a Magister, you know, somewhere, somewhere else in the realm. And it offers a unique challenge and, and powerful rewards, I guess, for, uh, those brave enough to, to complete it, you know, such as, um, you know, uh, the innovative command trade and all these other kinds of things are going to be happening with, within that game. So you're going to want to check it out again, you know, sticking with, with what we're going to be getting into next with the white dwarf, the, the writers and what they're doing at the white dwarf over there. I think they've really turned the corner with this, with this magazine and made it quite essential. I would say almost to the point of rule books and, and battle tomes. So let's keep rolling with the news here with the, uh, with the white dwarf. Can we move on gang? Or are you, are you guys anything to say on the, on the war cry hammer hall war band? You know what this does, Pat? It what? leads people to your favorite army, Stormcast. Oh no! Do you know what? See, you're gonna upset Chuck because you know I'm not I'm not a big Stormcast fan, but Chuck loves them. But see, like Stormcast is the army that can have 300 individual models fighting for it for one great cause, you know. And that's what we all need to see: is the mass of Stormcast models that can fight under that one banner together forever yeah yeah i you know what and like i said chuck i i, I love I the I'm fact cry. That, i know they're, they're very poetic man that was good all right moving on moving on we got uh but sticking with the white dwarf we got the legendary battalions update and again this is this is where uh this this came out in in the warhammer community page uh today uh and we got this we got this update direct from warhammer studios um on the topic of these legendary battalions presented in the tome celestial and if you guys aren't familiar with the Tome Celestial, it's a reoccurring white dwarf feature which shines a spotlight on particular force or faction from the Warhammer Age of Sigmar world. Uh, and, and you could think of it as a, as a mini battle tome that uh, delves into some new detail, if you will. And uh, what was great about these things, and really I think they started doing this back in um, January of last year, if I'm not, you know, they started doing it with, with the squigs, I believe, and... Uh, they started doing with, with some other, uh, other, other factions, obviously, you know, um, Eidneth Deepkin and, 
uh, different armies like that. But but these include what they're calling legendary battalions, and and best described as as super thematic war scrolls. Let's just put it that way. And the gist of the article, uh, and I'll put a link again in the show notes for that article for you guys that want to jump on that and take a read of it, is you no longer need your opponent's permission to use these battle tomes. You know, uh, mom and dad games workshop have said you can, you know, you can play with, uh, with, with these battle tomes. And so in an official statement here from games workshop, per their article, it says this, and I'm just going to paraphrase. It says digital back issues of white dwarf containing tome celestial content are available to purchase and so we have updated the general's handbook 2020 designers commentary to provide a comprehensive list of which publications can be used in pitch battles 2020 without your opponent's permission so there you are man a big hearty middle finger to your opponent when you can use your own damn battalions what uh, what do you guys have to say about that man what say you on that one I'm really excited to be able to play the battalion for three soul grinders that get plus one armor save and plus one to hit across the board. That's and that's, that's a fun one. And then uh, squigs is always fun. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. And, and folks, remember when yeah. when he brought up the uh, the soul grinders? I, I've often introduced him as the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming. That's that's a real that's a real that's a real nickname for the guy, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, Joe, Chuck, what do you got on this thing, man? You, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy to see it come back around. I, I like the fact that GW did this because there's a lot of great stuff in these white dwarfs from, from that standpoint. I'm happy to see it. Um, especially like for Nighthaunt players, they, they, you know, really were crying foul for a little while. Cause by taking the Emerald host away from anyone who's playing Legion of grief, that really crippled an army that they had built based on that battalion. And a lot of people weren't playing Nighthaunt until those new battalions came out. You know, they had kind of put them on the back burner. And then that Legion of Grief rule set came out with Emerald Host. And getting that back for them, I think that's huge. Um, the Slanesh one, uh, the Celesque, I forget what the exact name is. That one is super powerful. So I'm sure all of the people who play Slanesh that were running that battalion are going to be really happy. I personally am excited to get the, uh, the, the boss one for the iron jaws back on the table and put down a couple bosses with all those units and get those rules. Cause that's yeah. a whole lot. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty brutal one, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, that one's fairly new and they took it away pretty quick. So, well, you know what I, but, but you know, I, I just love the fact that, that you're going to be able to, I, I suppose too, rather than if you, I mean, if you actually have, like I'm one of the few weirdos that actually keeps all my white dwarfs. I imagine if you have your white dwarf, you can just bring that to a, a game or a tournament and say, look, this is the battalion I'm using. And that should, that should suffice. Right. Um, you know, if they're putting it in their thing like that, they might actually put PDFs of them out, possibly. That would be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. I remember, remember back in the day, they used to do the like the compendium of like White Dwarf articles every once in a while. Right. They had, like in 2003, then 2004, and 2005. Mm-hmm. It, would just, it would just like all the White Dwarf stuff kind of just mashed into one, like sellable book. Yeah. Yeah. And going, going off that, they did make a point in their post about it to mention that they don't want it to be the haves versus the have-nots. So that would almost lead you to think that they're going to do some way to get it to the people who weren't fortunate enough to have bought the White Dwarf. Like if I started playing Night Haunt now and I didn't get the White Dwarf with the Emerald Host in it, I'm stuck looking for it online. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put PDFs out now that they're acknowledging them and saying they're playable. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. I mean, Chuck, what are your thoughts, man? You know, I think this is something that they need to consider releasing about a month post uh, the release of the general handbook for the current year that it's being released for. Uh, just like Joe and Randy were kind of alluding to, if we had this release a little bit earlier on, 
it would relieve a little bit of apprehension we have if we were trying to plan or plot our army around uh, a previous release in White Dwarf the prior year. Right. Additionally, it, it does sort of feel like an updated release for a compendium that was released before. Uh, but if we could get some type of online release that it was a splash, it just it hit online and it was an update or FAQ to the hand or that would be great okay but i wouldn't exclude them still releasing these as a list or uh like some type of uh, summary in a white dwarf because again they're a company so if they were to squash this and compress it down into some type of list and an update white dwarf say one or two months later it could be their way of trying to update rules and, and at least sell a four dollar magazine i, I yeah. don't blame them for trying to make money on the side with what they currently have because if we don't buy product, they're not going to steal. Well, yeah, I, th I think first and foremost they're a business, but uh, but I like the fact that they're that they're keeping on top of a lot of the conversations that are out there. Because as a matter of fact, I think it was just a few war meets ago, uh, maybe about a month or so ago. You know, people were talking about uh, they were referencing uh, Armed Forces Day tournament and how we were going to allow people to utilize those battalions, and, and we kind of had a specific rule in the players' pack that said, you know, as long as you're utilizing battalions that were released in in the in the White Dwarf from January of 2019 onwards, they're they're legal, but you have to bring a copy of the actual battalion itself. You can't bring a photocopy or anything weird like that that could be, you know, potentially doctored up or something. Not that I don't I think it would happen, but we just we had to cover all of our bases. So we were talking about that, and uh, and I I, th I think a lot of the people were like, yeah, well, I really, you know, like Joe was saying, you know, I, I, I built an army specifically around this type of battalion, and I don't get to use it anymore, so I'm kind of bummed. And and uh, I think I think with, you know, communities like ours or groups like ours, we say, no, no problem. You want to come play it here at, at our war meet? Well, what do we care? Go right ahead. But I think I think it's nice that that GW finally is kind of you know not finally but they're they're continually consistently putting their ear down and saying yeah this is what our players our customers from a business standpoint are saying and you know they're they're following through on that so I think that's that's a really good thing so for sure but uh, but good stuff man let's let's keep it rolling here we got uh, we got one last topic here in the news and that was something that uh that broke today as a matter of fact another piece uh, that broke today and that's bundo whale biter so this is kind of interesting you know uh I, I guess I want to say this. First, we got uh, we got the positive of this thing. I mean, great bits of info. It seems that you can add, obviously, as we all know, mega gardens into your army as a mercenary. But you know that was to be expected. We knew that because we've been talking about that pretty much since November. Uh, that we kind of had suspicions of that, and of course, over the last few weeks, that's become a definitive, and we've known that. Uh, but there seems to be a named character, ma named mega gargan here, which is kind of cool. And this is hence, you know, Bundo Whalebiter. But I hope there's going to be a, a, I want to say a large number of these, not just three. I hope that they expand the line. I mean, all armies, I think, deserve a Mega Gargant, and it would be incredible, uh, really, conversion opportunity to, to see them, like we talked about before. You know, can we get uh, giants and death armies where they could be these zombie-type giants? Can we do something like that? I think that would be, I think that'd be great. Um, so... You know, have you guys have you guys seen this this uh, this bundle whalebiter uh, piece that came out? I mean, earlier today. I mean, I know it's kind of new, and it was kind of a weird flash that uh, that GW uh, kind of threw it out there. But but you guys saw this, right? Yes. So any any thought? I mean, if I if I were to go back and I were to read the the actual the the dead cunning for a gargant, if I were to read this real quick, I'm going to bore everyone with this. And this is where I'm a little questionable about this, and a little bit of a head scratcher on really how. Uh, 
how well this army is going to play in the tabletop. You ready for this one? I, I can already see Joe going, I got to say something, man. I got to say something. So we're, we're going to get to that in a second. So here it is. So here's where it says with Bundle Whalebiter. At the start of the combat phase, you can say that this model will be uncannily cunning. If you do so, this model fights at the end of that phase, but you can re-roll hit rolls for attacks made by this model in that phase. Uh, I didn't find that very impressive, but then again, I'm kind of the negative Nancy here. So, so guys, uh, anything, anything to say about the as read rule for, for bundle whale biter. That's a hell of a swing for the fences, Gamble. (laughs) Stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're right. I mean, go ahead and let's, let's, let me, let me take as much damage as possible and hope I can do something great before I die. Hmm. Yeah, I would have preferred if it said if it fights last, and then that way you know if I've taken you know 13 of my 20 wounds, well, I'm probably not going to last another round of combat, so I'm going to have to ditch this and just go now before I die. Exactly. Yeah, Chuck, come on, man. Randy, what are your what are your thoughts on this thing, man? Let's hear it. I've I've said this before about the Mega Guardians. I believe that they are going to have some type of immunity save and some type of ignore. Uh, you know, on a four plus, any wound or mortal wound suffer just because of the amount of uh, impenetrable fear that they incur in their enemies. Um, I, you know, these giants are too big to not get to the enemy. You are not going to be able to kill one in one round of shooting, no matter what. Right. So I don't want to hear the naysayer saying, you know, with a hundred shots, I'm going to kill this thing. Uh, I'm going to strike first. There's going to be clauses and caveats to all of them. You think so? You think so? I would. I would destroy. Yeah. Okay. Like Randy, would, Randy Wayne in this, man. What do you think? Yeah, they would need something like uh, the old uh, Storm Magic uh, Bone Grinders would be like, can only be wounded on a 5+. plus. So if you hit like threes by threes or whatever, it drops your to wound roll to a to a five plus instead of a three, you know, like okay. you know, hard, hard to wound or, or they, you know, they're going to have to have something. So. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that, uh, that, that is an opportunity. Cause what I'm afraid of when I first read this, what I, what I've always been afraid of, and I've said it before is that what kind of bums me out a little bit about this, uh, this army is that, you know, I've never really cared for the Ale Guzzler Gargans or even the Chaos Gargans because of their fall down rule. And obviously I think we know that those are going to be ported in. We're going to have that. So that's going to be quite a disadvantage. I, but that's just, I never like anything that works against me. I never take any type of an artifact or anything where it, it could potentially do a mortal wound on me. I, I don't ever do that. But one of the things that, that kind of makes me a little itchy about this army and whether or not it's really going to be viable is, is you know, are these guys going to have, you know, 18 wounds at a 5-plus save without any type of award save? So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to, they could possibly, you know, go down fairly quickly. I mean, Randy, to your point, yeah, if they brought back something like that with, with Storm of Magic where, you know, uh, only five pluses wound them, that would be something great. But, um, yeah, but I, I get a feeling, I, I hope after reading this rule uh, that um, it, it's not going to go that way. And, and that, that's just my two cents in a tin can. I, th- I think, I think uh, Justin earlier, and I'm going I'm to paraphrase what he was saying on, on kind of a group text. We were all kind of talking about this. Uh, but he's at something close to the fact of, you know, uh, you know, the giant basically saying like, I'm going to go ahead and attack last. So you guys can go ahead and stab my legs. So I, I fall down and, uh, you can, you can basically, you know, 
death blow me, but it, but it's okay. I get to reroll all my misses attacks after I after I dies. And 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 to kind of paraphrase what 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 Joe said a lot, he kind of shorted up when he said, you know, that's a hell of a risk to take. You know, um, possibly on a model that's going to be about 380 points, maybe, maybe more. Yeah. Well, he had the points there. They're four four ninety. Oh, that's or, right. That's right. Yeah. They, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. They're they're going to yeah. be they're going to be yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I kind of saw this. I was a little, I was a little bummed. Uh, I was kind of hoping for something better. I mean, they introduce a named character, and he kind of has kind of a flunky rule set. But that's just me again being kind of a negative Nancy. On the other hand, what if uh, he's got like a four-inch reach, and you put him behind some chaff, and you make? Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. That'd be great. I mean, and I guess for me, I expected more because I was a big. I love the storyline of. The Sons of Behemoth when they first came out, you know, um, I mean, you, you literally you had everything. When you talk about the origins of, of Behemoth and and you know the Age of Myth and how all that thing happened, have, have you guys read this before in in you know the, the Mortal Realm story and is God Beasts and all that kind of stuff? Have you guys read into any of this? I'm a youngling. You guys keep teaching me all this stuff. I'm I'm newer into the hobby than a lot of you guys, so right. I'm here, I'm here to learn Jedi well, Master. Well, you are quite a you are quite a Padawan learner, man. You you got your shit together, but stuff together. Didn't mean to swear. Sorry, kids. But but here, so here's here's what I'm saying with this. So, uh, these guys had a great story. I mean, out in Yamong was one of the first, you know, was one of the first god beasts. Uh, Biamat was uh, uh, kind of Yamong's son. Yamong was like this big dragon kind of monster thing. Uh, Biamat was was uh, a creature of basically they they described him as vast power and size and. And he basically was killed in a one-shot by Sigmar with 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 the uh, Heldenhammer. Uh, so and and basically his death is what caused all these Gargans to grow bigger and bigger in in, in some respects. And um, that's kind of the Cliff Notes, the Super Cliff Notes version of the story. But um, you know, there, there's also a long rivalry between Biamat and Gorkamorka. They don't, you know, they they were always fighting with each other. So I'm wondering to see if there's going to be some kind of animosity with the new Gargans coming in with Orc armies. So. I, I'm hoping that they kind of shore it up, that maybe this is just a one-off kind of a, a schlucky kind of a rule. But, um, but yeah, so here, I, I actually found the article. I'll go ahead and post it in the show notes like I've been doing in case anybody wants to go back and kind of check it out for themselves. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's everything right now on that. Um, unless you guys have anything else to share on, on the upcoming uh, Sons of Behemoth and Bundo Whalebiter. Nothing. Can't come soon enough. Yeah, yeah I, I hope it does get here. I'm kind of sick of talking about this damn thing, you know, since since whatever the frack. I mean, we've been talking about this guy or these or this whole army since, you know, LVO about or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I think I'm, I'm a big enough of a sucker where I'm going to definitely pick one of these bad boys up. I mean, I'm, you know, I'd be a complete liar if I said I wasn't going to do that. I'd be surprised if anyone with the multiple armies didn't pick up at least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. All right, well, good stuff, man. That's the news. I mean, anything uh, to add before we cut the news out? Uh, Chuck, Randy, Joe, anything before we, uh, we we move on to our main topic of the evening? Nothing. All right, good stuff. Well, guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to be talking about if you could create your own faction in Age of Sigmar, what would that be? So we will be uh, we'll be right back. Public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. 
The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. All right, we are back, folks, and we're going to be getting into our main topic here this evening, and that's, you know, if you could create your own faction in Aegis Sigmar, you know, what would that faction look like? What would it be? I mean, what what would you like to see? You know, maybe there's something that you've already thought about, and that's kind of what we're going to do tonight. We're going to kind of brainstorm, and you know what's funny? Um, this, this topic is always something that uh, you find yourself talking about uh, around the table with your buddies anyways, you know, and coming off some of the previous topics that we've, we've had here on Grimdark Live, where, you know, we've spoken about, you know, uh, inspiration in this hobby and what inspired you to play certain armies that you currently collect and play, you know, along with the, obviously, the Anvil of Apotheosis, a.k.a., you know, Build-A-Bear for nerds. You know, we thought that we would brainstorm on a what if you could create your own faction and what that faction would be like. I mean, if you think about this, to, to create your own faction in a Grand Alliance and what that faction would be. You know, when we look at the four Grand Alliances, right, Order, uh, Chaos, Death, and Destruction, in compilation with, as I said before, the Anvil of Apotheosis plus the upcoming Sons of Behemoth, the ideas for a new faction uh, that, that one could come up with are, are pretty virtually en- endless, if you ask me. So, not to mention, even with Forge World factions, like, you know, Allah, our, our guest here with us tonight, Joe, the Legion of uh, Asgore, you know, the Chaos Dwarves, and, and one of my personal favorite factions, because I love the books on them, the earlier books from Fantasy Battles, and that's Tom Khan's Horde, which is a Nurgle faction, which for a long time were kind of the, the I'd have to say, bread and butter armies uh, for Forge World. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, you, you kind of heard, you know, Joe allude to it earlier in the show. You talked about how they have a PDF, meaning the Chaos Dwarves. But I think, he, you know, in a way, he'd like to kind of see that brought into the greater family group. And I think what's happening between Games Workshop and Forge World, we're going to see that happen. But at any rate, on, on tonight's show, uh, we're going to be doing just that. And, and that's brainstorming on what factions we would release if we had the head roll over at GW. If, if we could just simply create a faction under a Grand Alliance and what those factions would be. So, uh, so, so gentlemen, I mean, here it is. We've got, uh, we, we kind of have the floor to kind of kick around some, uh, some ideas on some factions. So I know Chuck, you got some pretty awesome, uh, you know, artwork to kind of really kick us off for the, uh, the chaos faction. Did you want to, did you want to start there? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, uh, so my idea kind of with, the the dream faction, I mean, if we were, were going there, it's something that always I liked, uh, collecting, you know, Warhammer miniatures and, and putting things out there were Venators. Now, you know, you know, currently there is a Beast of Chaos 
book or battalion out there. So Yes, there is. Love my Beastie Boys. Right. So my idea was to sort of combine the Beast of Chaos into a Minotaur, uh, in a main Minotaur faction. Not just like its own line, not just as a sub-faction, but having it be the main line of a Beast of Chaos book. Sure. And so with mine, I came up with a, a few special rules, things that would sort of uh, capitalize on the book itself. And, uh, and I thought it really came to fruition. It, it was something that, you know, sort of always spoke of itself to me and that I could envision. Well, I, I love the name of it, the Minotaurs of Barbaria, right? B-A-R-B-A-R-I-A, Barbaria. So, yeah, the, the Barbaria came from uh, barbarians. So the faction would, of course, center around the barbaric factions within the Minotaurs themselves. Now, once you sort of pull other units from the current Beast of Chaos book, you would sort of include those into the faction. But since the Barbarians are, or I'm sorry, since the Minotaurs are probably the best fighters within the faction, they are going to be your lead into the faction. Those are going to be your main battle line units, the main uh, elite units within your army. Sure. Sure. And, and, I, and I like kind of how you have some of the, the different things, you know, you kind of draw out how you'd like to see maybe a more ravenous, I guess the best way to put it, even more so than, say, a corn, corn battalion for uh, like an offshoot of the Beast of Chaos that are just Minotaurs. You know, I, I love your ravenous gore charge. I've always wondered why, you know, they don't have some type of an impact hit. I mean, they've got horns. Um, right. You know, I, I loved some of the old stuff. Like, I've often thought about this. I'd love to see Beasts of Chaos bring back Gnarled Hide. I think that would always be something where they get some kind of award save like they had before. Um, yes. But but here's some here's here's kind of something I thought that was was pretty interesting uh, on your list here for number four that you have here. Why don't you kind of go into that a little bit? I thought that one was kind of pretty cool to, to kind of kind so, of bring up. So basically, what happens within a bestial herd? And I'm not just talking about any bestial herd, but specifically like cows, uh, is that you know they end up having a, a hierarchy of who's in charge, who's the biggest beast, who's the biggest longhorn in the herd, right? right? Yep. Am I wrong? So anyway, what like farmers do typically nowadays is is if their largest beast or largest, uh, what is it, bonine or whatever. Uh, steer. Uh, yeah, steed. There you go. Bovine, yeah. The largest steer, if it, if it is not, uh, you know, at the top of the hierarchy list, they end up sectioning off into another uh, fenced-in area. So what we have is the opportunity to create, like, a, a champion or general, like a hero, that is the best minotaur out there. Okay. And so with that, what we can do is create a special champion or hero that encapsulates or encompasses that from within the army itself. So okay. that is, that's why I came up with those additional like hero rules, you know, whoever is the best uh, fighter out there would obviously, obviously be rewarded with some type of bonus with their base stats. Right. 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 And I like how you kind of delved into a little bit of the psychology behind chaos from, from, from your, your last one here with the chaos from within. I've kind of got this up on the screen right now. And I like this one where an army can ally itself with the following factions, slaves of darkness, beasts of chaos, 
Blades of Corn, Heed Knights of Slanash, and Magakin of Nurgle. So you're kind of taking a little bit of what they've pretty much already done in the Beasts of Chaos book. Correct. But you're, you're kind of adding a little bit of a, uh, almost like a, well, I, I, I think you, you've kind of touched on something pretty cool. Is almost a more psychotic version of the uh, of the, the Beasts of Chaos than we already have. Yes, and and you know the the top five rules that I came up with are not limited to this faction. I mean, you could still include like an ambush rule into this army because uh, maybe it runs around the enemy in, a, in that chaotic motion. But the reason I included those specific factions is because I believe that that alludes itself to chaos. And you could even take marks of those other armies like Horn, like Slanash Nurgle, right? Or uh, what you know, even Zench. I mean, maybe we should include Zench in this. Maybe yeah. there's a spellcasting element to it where we need to put the Hearthstone in in order to buff or uh, improve the attacks or or the movement of mm-hmm. the army, so that it becomes yeah. even more flexible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was good. I kind of wanted to lead off with that because, you know, you did such a yeah. great job with a, with a write-up, I mean, and, and some pictures that uh, that I kind of sat there and I went, man, I didn't, I, I just brought my brain with me, which I, I've always said before, it's kind of it's kind of half-wrecked with, you know, beer hops and bong oh. resin over a long years of getting punched in the head, so. Another thing is, like, not only did I sort of try and reword or, or reinvent the wheel with the Beast of Chaos, typically, you know, that's what this book would be, but it would be more a focus on the Minotaurs. Right. But you have to sort of, sort of reinvent the wheel from within, and so I believe Games Workshop sort of tries to rename those uh, specifics from within an army, but not lose the flavor of that army when they do release a new book. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And you know, and this is a great way to lead off with 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 chaos as far as our little our little daydream here of what we'd like to do. I mean, Joe, I'm going to throw it over to you now. I mean. You know, we're going to talk about your Chaos Duarte. And see there, I used the proper name here, man, since we can stick with Chaos. I mean, right. I, and I don't even know if this is what you were going to talk about. But, I mean, here's what I think about when I think about an army that we already have. And that, like I said, I think you're the only damn person I know that actually still plays this army. And, by, and folks, I'm telling you right now, Joe is, Joe is a straight-up killer. He's going to take your lights out on the table with this Chaos Duarte. <laughs> and don't let anybody kid you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I gotta tell you, we just just as a little side note, I'm gonna pull the car over because I, I know that Chuck probably has a story to tell too. <laughs> I played Joe this past Saturday, and we had a slobber knocker. Until I realized the dude's got these nasty freaking guns. He vaporized two of my damn doom bulls, half of a unit of gore, and there was more coming down the pike. I had to run for the hills, man. I I had to I had to I had to make sure that I got a, a phone call from my wife just to get the heck out of the, the game store. I was getting the tower beat out of me by this guy. <laughs> it's a uh, death by a thousand paper cuts. <laughs> exactly. But but here's since since we're on chaos, since Chuck let us off with chaos. I mean, Chuck, do you, do you have any uh, Joe beat the crap out of me stories? <laughs> oh no, my dice always uh, act appropriately when I need them the most. <laughs> yeah. 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 Without a doubt, the worst dice ever when we play at important times. You've he seen that before, to run. Oh, I need a four, and I roll like a one or two. So you could be rolling to run. This meltdown, like two years ago now, in order to summon back one of my units at half strength or full strength, I needed, I think, a three or four, and I missed. Four to five rolls, if not more, in a row. Just turn after turn. And, of course, it was, I believe, playing with my goblins. Is that right, Joe? Um, yeah, when you played your grots, man, that was unbelievable. 
you could not roll a four up to save your life. Your entire army would have been back on a table. Yep. It was crazy. Yeah. And when you played Zinch, you were rolling ones on ones for your reroll. It was unbelievable. I can't even, you can't even say it was a real game. And then you turned around and you're rolling like a 13 to cast a spell. You pop 10 Savage Orc Gorboys behind my line, charge a unit, and just demolish it in one turn. <laughs> It, it, it's it's almost like the dice gods, Chuck, are looking at you going, hey, Chuck, you're number one. They just want to show you that one. Yeah, do something different with your life and play a different army. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever thought about checkers? Uh, no. <laughs> so, I love checkers. <laughs> um, I used to eat them when I was a kid. No. Uh, so so, he, so let's let's stick with the uh, the, the chaos uh, faction here. Let's, let's let's stick with the chaos dwarves and, and stop talking about Joe beating the hell out of all of us because it's embarrassing. <laughs> So here's what I think of when I think of the Chaos Dwarves. They're masters of industry who bind all these demons to create terrible war machines and all this other kinds of stuff. So mostly I just wanted to see the Forge World range given a proper Age of Sigmar background. And I'd like to see them really bring in a lot of the, uh, I guess a lot of the, maybe some of the other games thoughts on what the chaos dwarves can bring i mean I, joe i don't even know if that's what you're going to bring up but i kind of threw you in the barrel on that one because you know you're 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 the chaos dwarf guy so let, let i mean what are your thoughts i mean on that or any other armies that you kind of have in, in mind i would love to see a, a fleshed out story about everybody that got relegated to the the mountain of the legions of asgore that'd be great i would love to see a little more backstory to it um you keep hearing all these people talking about it and it's like man i would love to see the actual background fleshed out and I would love to see it get a little more legs. I mean, it is nice right now rules wise, but lore wise, it's like, all right, let's get a little update here. Give it a little love. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's got to happen. And I think that's going to happen. I really do. I think that um, that's just a matter of time, but I, I would like to see them. I mean, if, if we're, if we're kind of talking about, you know, kind of the, the tip of the iceberg and our daydream armies, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I, I love the developments that Chuck po you know, brought about with, with the Beast of Chaos. I, I love talking about the Chaos Dwarves because those are, I think those are armies that definitely could have a little bit more advancements. But, uh, but Randy, what about you, man? Sticking with Chaos here. I mean, anything, anything you'd like to see come into the Chaos faction or, or anything for that matter? I mean, if, when, when you think about creating a faction in a Grand Alliance. I would like to see the, uh, like the Centigors kind of branch off into their own like Centigore herd kind of. Okay. And and obviously keep them in chaos, right? Okay. All right, that's yeah. kind of cool. You know, I'm going to stick with the beasts here and I'm going to throw in skin wolves for chaos. I I guess or destruction maybe. Uh one of the few, I mean since, since we're talking about Forge World and all other kind of stuff and and somebody brought up and I think earlier Chuck you brought up uh, in in the news with the uh Randy you did too. You both did. Uh that that the uh rumor engine looked very, you know, bestial kind of a maybe a wolf thing. But yeah, I think I think skin wolves for chaos or you know maybe destruction, but more chaos. I think it's one of the few fantasy themed Warhammer uh, type of type of armies that uh, Games Workshop has never really ventured into is werewolves, and, and I'd like to see them get into uh, the skin wolves maybe as their own faction or as a stronger part of a sub faction. Could you imagine how popular a vampire army is? I know I'm kind of now I'm leeching into death, but could you imagine how popular that army would be if they had werewolves? Yeah, well, Sean, Sean and Chet threw out there, you know, chaos ogres and, and chaos trolls. You know, they used to have them, and yep. you know, yep, you know, you know where'd they go? 
Sean, you almost made me cry like a baby, man. I so miss my Chaos Ogres. I, I can't even get over it. I, I, I played them all the time. I loved them, and uh, they were they were great. That Every time you roll a six to wound, uh, you heal the wound because they were eating. Uh, I, I love that rule. Uh, so, yeah, definitely I'd like to see those guys uh, – those guys come back around, but uh, but Joe, let's throw it back to you, man. You're the guest. Any uh, any any other armies that that you know you, you can think of uh, in any one of the four grand alliances you'd like to you'd like to see come back around? Yeah, I actually I got came up with a couple ideas. You you did steal my thunder a little right there because I was gonna say, but in terms of death, was an army of werewolves. Um, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about the skin wolves, but I thought as you get turned into a werewolf and a lichen, you know, all that happens. You become, you know, not yourself, so you're part of the death faction. And then I was thinking to expand on that, how great that would be for people who want to customize models and they want to do, like, you have skin wolves, but you could also have daywalker-type people, except for as werewolves, right? You could have humans that are just a little furry. You could have, like, anything, and then you can mod every single model in the game if they were scratched by the werewolf, you could say, in your army thematically. Oh. You, could, you could have Saurus running around with patches of fur. You could have all sorts of stuff. You could make whatever you want to fit the army. It would be an awesome way to incorporate that whole theme across the entire game and open up every range to you. And in addition to that, Joe, you could even do uh, like elite lichen that are like alpha lichen, alpha werewolves, so that you have different levels of Love it. werewolves and what they do. Yeah, you know what? You you guys got me thinking on this one. Sticking with death here, I mean, likewise, you know, you, you know, Joe, and you brought up, you know, werewolves that that scratch humans or whatever. You know, uh, you know, you could take like zombies and and maybe some necromancers, and you could really have like speaking of death here, you could have them becoming like say a true plague of undead army, which resurrects slain foes, but crumbles right away right quickly when you kill off the sorcerers you know that that bind it all together so in other words could you imagine having like some ability in an army or something or, or having something where if you kill let's say like uh you know your opponent's ogres or something like that you can raise them back as like you know kind of like your own dead soldiers in your army or something like that but they would automatically crumble if that necromancer within like you know six inches of them or whatever dies or something like that you know, uh, you know, to kind of that—that's the first thing I thought of when when Joe, when you brought up, you know, humans getting scratched or bitten by by a werewolf in in a, in a death faction. Um, very cool, Randy. What do you think, man? Sticking with death, man. What what? Yeah, what sticking stick with that, you know, the old uh, just on your topic, like the old Curse Company from Dogs of War, where you oh, know. Oh, I forgot you, about that. You never used to have the, the 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 rat skeletons, the the Saru skeletons, and whatever. Exactly what you were saying, like, you oh, know, you kill them and they add up. Add them back to your to your unit. You know that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Or or how about this? How about this? And 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 guys, tell me if I'm off base with this one. Think if you have some type of crazy cult or a bunch of whack jobs running around where they're humans, but they're kind of they're kind of allied with with death, right? And they've devoted themselves to Nagash for various you know terrible reasons. They're led hey, by it's... necromancers. Uh, they have infection. Yeah. yeah, they have in infection zombies. You know, they can count as you know on, on say you know destroying the bodies. You know, or, or you know something like that. You know, something where where you've got uh, you know something like that. I think, and I know we already kind of saw that in some of the storyline with the the realm of you know of Shaiish and all that kind of stuff. But I think it'd be cool if you could have something added like that or brought into uh, the death as a faction, where you could have these like death aligned humans that are working for for nagash and all that good stuff so that'd be something uh pretty 
pretty cool themselves, man. So, all right, let's let's kind of let's kind of keep it going. Anything else with um, with death? I mean, I, th- I think we're missing the big one here with vampires, man. Anything with death? Anything to, to what, what you guys would like to see continuing with this one? I think there's a lot you can do with death. Yeah, imagine if they made boxes of skeletons that uh, actually matched the other exoskeletons of things in the game. That'd be pretty cool. Right oh, now, yeah. everything you see skeletons-wise is a human, right? Why, why can't you have lizard skeletons? Orcs. Orcs. I mean, uh, people are going to probably get on the chat and say it's because the orcs are born from fungus, but they still have to have no, a skeleton. They, uh, I'll, I'll have to bring my, my cursed company. and it, it is literally what you're exactly what you're saying. Little, little dwarves running around, like all sorts of skeletons. Yeah. Think of the opportunities they're missing on that. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you know. speaking of skeletons, I'd like to see them flesh out. And, and I know this is kind of a low-hanging fruit one, and I probably shouldn't even bring this up, but I'd like to see them flesh out like Death Rattle. I'd like to see them make a true skeletal army and, and you know, have it with their own war machines, you know, light and heavy cavalry and, and missile troops and, you know, maybe maybe with the odd skeletal monster or monstrous infantry or something like that. I mean, I know we kind of already have that with OCR Bone Reapers, but that's more of like a skeletal construct. But I, I'd like to actually see an actual hardcore skeleton army, death rattle type of army. And I know that's – all right, I'm, I'm reaching – I'm – grasping for air on that one i know that was kind of a, a bogus one but uh I, i'd like something like that but what about vampires man let's try to think about this guys i mean i mean chuck help me out here back me up randy somebody because we're talking about vampires how about how about uh like obviously we're going to be getting soul blight that one might be a little a, a little bit easier to kind of you know embrace because i think that army is going to be coming out but um i'd like to see maybe something like that get a little bit uh you know maybe blood thralls to serve as like living uh auxiliaries and 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 you know bulking out the numbers maybe have some different type of flying vampires outside of the ones we have in flesh eater courts something like that i think the expectation is if we get a uh new soul blight book with specific bloodlines release mm-hmm. is that we get some type of new release with a zombie kit which would then you know encompass and uh build upon what what you just said i mean we right. haven't had a new zombie kit release since like seventh edition i mean it's been a decade or so right and you know that could be one of those building blocks that you use within the book as part of the battle line unit Mm -hmm. uh, that can be customizable with either the new bits to come out with or current stuff that you have in your own collection right so that you can build according to whichever bloodline you do take sure Sure, and you know, I, I just caught up some of your Sean just left something on the chats. I almost threw my monitor uh, through the window oh. here, you, you bastard. Uh, all those dead, worthless nobbler skeletons. Well, see, that would never happen, uh, Sean, because it's almost impossible to kill nobblers. You know, they're supervious to death. They're supervious to just about anything. And if you've ever seen the greatest army ever to be put on a table, which is my nobbler 300, uh, you just can't beat them. You just can't kill them. So there really is no such thing as a nobbler skeleton because they live forever. They live in they live forever in your hearts, your mind, your soul. Uh, they're an incredible, incredible army. What? Hey, wait a minute, Joe. Wait a minute. You know, your connection's getting bad there. You might get hung up on it. <laughs> Click, 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 I don't. Click. I don't need all you bastards. You know. You know. Following Sean's lead here. <laughs> Jag off. All right. Let's keep it rolling, man. So let's let's go back to the good guys here. I, I think. Uh, I think. I think death is 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 probably one of the more easy ones. I think to uh, to kind of draw out here. But but what about order? I mean, if we if we kind of thought about this one, I mean, I think order is one that maybe would kind of test us a little bit. I mean, the first thing I thought of, and and actually this was something that. Um, 
I'd really like to see would be almost something like, you know how like the like the, the going back to you know um, you know the Stormcast here, Chuck. Uh, yeah. The, obviously, they're very Roman in what they do. They use a lot of you know, and and I I think I think they're very devout. You know, they're always talking about you know they, they let's let's face it. I think a lot of their phrasements that they use in the story arc and a lot of their vernacular comes from uh also from like a religious condensation i think too so i was thinking more like templar knights you know like say take a devoted of sigmar take some humans you know templar knights you know hordes of flagellants and and insane preachers you know i think something like that is as more of a uh, i think less out of the cities of sigmar book but more towards something directly under the sigmar banner all these people that are completely infatuated with being called up after they die in battle gloriously to being a you know becoming a liberator or something like that I think yeah. that'd be kind of cool to see something like that. Uh, I've often wondered if we would see something like that down the uh, down the pike, you know. And and for all we know, maybe the Cities of Sigmar book is a lot like Legions of Nagash right now. It's it's a, it's a book that's going to give way to a lot of other separate battle tomes in the future. I think so. Who knows? Uh, but but what are your thoughts, guys? Let's kind of do a round robin, Chuck. Anything anything for order that you'd like to like to see? You know, a devoted of Sigmar book could uh, spawn some type of limited release where you know it's going to be a faction mostly focused on close combat and foot troops but right but i think you're hitting on something where you could include uh knights essentially you know heavy cavalry that sort of encapsulated brought forth in that old battle tome and uh of bretonia so oh yeah we, you know not emerging but and most people may not like this but a uh, stormcast heavy cab, not just. Well, don't they know, have that with those? With those, they already have that with kind of the more of the draconian riders, right? But, but yeah, yeah, we can see dragon riders or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 right. I mean, I, I think I think to kind of back that up to a little bit, and I know that we're kind of sticking with with more of the humans here, but I'd like to see an army of. Uh, of order made up of solely of wizards, acolytes, and all sorts of like magical beings. What I mean by that are like like things like constructs and golems and elementals and and things like that. I think that would be a cool little additive to uh, uh, to the range. I think. I mean, uh, but uh, but Randy, what about you, man? We've kind of we've kind of we we haven't said anything to the nicest kind of tabletop war game, man. We're dragging you into this conversation, man. What do you think? Yeah. So on the wizard side, whatever they had the the forge ruling carnage that they never did all eight lures for. Oh, that's kind right. of. Yeah, you know, where do you, where do you keep no. this knowledge, man? Unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, another thing is like the uh, the Warhammer Quest priest. You know, he was uh, uh, you could use him in the the, the, the defenders of uh, of uh, in the uh, I can't remember the not Hammerhall. I got Hammerhall stuck in my brain, but yeah, I know what you're. No, talking. no, no. Yeah, the, the one that was in the in the book with Legion of Grief, or whatever. That's like the only spot you could actually use the priest now in right. an actual yep. an actual faction. You know. Yeah. The one that came with the little Griffin for free. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was awesome because you could heal other units. They were great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, like you know. You know, devoted to Sigmar, you know, priest army or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how like our, our hope and want for order kinda kinda went down the pathway of like, you know, cities of Sigmar here, but I feel like I feel like what popped in my mind was something I talked to somebody about a while ago and that was more of like a uh and I know here we're coming off of Lumineth of uh the, the Lumineth Realm Lords and, and the the realm of Heish and all that, but um I think it'd be kinda cool if you had uh like one of my favorite uh 
I guess, I guess, you know, beings in fantasy world are dwarves. I, I love them. I, I, I just, I love their, their, their idea of eating steaks and drinking beer and fighting everyone and bad tempers. I, I just, you know, I, I love it. But I, I think if you had something where you could almost take the, the Tootsie Roll kind of crystals that the Lumineth use and kind of have some type of like a, a crystal Dwarden, you know, that's based in kind of like a Heish, but, but, um, where uh, they use crystals for everything, you know, they can use their their you know intuitiveness and their creativeness and their engineering for magic type of batteries, you know, uh, barrels for maybe type of like a light laser type of rifle, uh, force shields, yeah. you know, uh, you know where where they could use these type of crystals as mo- almost like an energy, kind of kind of like what the what the um, what the Karajan overlords do with the Aether Gold, I guess. Uh, that that would be something I'd like to also see, and, and again, we're we're kind of we're kind of really we're kind of really ripping off uh, Cities of Sigmar, I believe, in a way. But but Joe, what do you think, man? What would you if if you can come up with something for order? I mean, anything at all. What, what would you like to see if you could throw something in there? You know, I, like the constructs that popped into my mind, you fleshed it out way better than I did. What I was looking at with order was more of a was more of like a a fall from grace, like. Oh. Where they kind of hinted at Marathi falling, I would love to see an order faction where they kind of hint that it's going to be order, but actually release it and they return to chaos. And so, like, it was never like, like I said, they hinted at Marathi, but like, you know, let, leave that story, let it play out, but really have somebody who's supposed to have been good and have them drop like lines in the cities of Sigmar. Okay. Maybe all they, all of those, all of those units dropped to chaos, and like just like how Archeon became Archeon. You know, he was trying to pray to Sigmar and he wasn't heard. Yeah, Matrix Kastner, yeah. You could have that kind of a storyline. Become like a new version of Everchosen for him. And you can have all your Glade Guard, all the stuff that doesn't have rules, is now the army of Archeon on the side that fell to chaos from order. That is a good one. I like that one. And, and you know, it, it kind of kind of tying together the, 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 the first thing that you said about that and the last thing that I said earlier about the dwarves. Could you imagine if you were to – and then tie together, have, have the, the tie-in piece there be obviously, you know, kind of ripping off the Karajan overlords again here. Could you imagine taking that and where you could make them bad because of some now, – now picture this. I, I, I kind of pieced it all together in my brain. Picture the Karajan overlords mixed with the Mechanicum in 40K, and you have some kind of technocrat faction in Shaman with a massive obsession with metal enhancements, and maybe something like that goes wrong, and like, they become oh. bad or something like that, or or, or something, you know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's 240K. Maybe, maybe I just described the Dark Mechanicum. I don't all know. those Necrons. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I, I just... Okay, so that's a really terrible idea. But folks, that's why we're brainstorming here tonight on Grimdark Live. You know, we're gonna we're gonna stub our our, our idea toes here every once in a while. Um, but good stuff. I, how about this? Let, let's go to one that uh, that I think we're gonna be able to talk on probably for the next few days. How about some destruction? Let's uh, let, let's throw some ideas around for what we'd like to see. And 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 Joe, you're already you're already nodding your head, man. So I'm gonna throw this one at you, man. Let, let's create us a faction in the Grand Alliance of Destruction. What would you have? All right, so. This one, when you gave to me, this is what I tried to think about, and silly ideas kept popping into my head, and I miss some of the silly armies. I miss, you know, guy with the best mustache at the table gets a bonus. That's like our rules like from hell. If you listen to our podcast, we put those things up as an extra right. segment. So I, I do miss the silliness when you're not playing competitive, and uh, what I was thinking about for destruction was, you know, you got all these grots that are eating mushrooms and talking to the moon. How far-fetched is it for them to believe they all turned into ninjas? And you have an army of like <laughs> even your noblars that you're talking about. All like the grunts have just gotten tired of it, so they became elite ninja units, and they can even hire the gargants out. 
<laughs> that would be that would be so ridiculous. It would be great. Yeah, and you give them all the gorilla coming off the edge of the table type rules, and you can have fanatics hiding in there. So you have someone come off the edge of the table and then pop out fanatics even better. And it would just be a crazy, just off the wall army that people would have no idea what's going on. It would just be, you know, you're supposed to be a scalpel when you're ninjas, but these would be giant rocks rolling at you with weird ninja rules. It'd be hilarious. That is, that is damn funny. I'll tell you what, let, let's, uh, let, let's stick a pin in it right there, man. What a way to start with the destruction. We're going to be right back with more, uh, with more destruction, creating a faction if we could. Good stuff, man. Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. All right, we are back, and we're going to keep talking about uh, uh, if we could create our own grand alliance and uh, our own faction in a grand alliance, what would that be? And and I got to tell you, man, you know, uh, I, I I we we had to take that break when we were talking about the destruction one because uh, the, the the ninja nobblers and grots completely blew my freaking mind, and we needed to we needed to take a break from that one and come back to it for sure. So here's one that I thought of on on break, and I, I maybe I think this is um this and, and Randy, I'm throwing it to you next, man, because uh, I know that you get probably got something creative because you keep pulling old-ass knowledge out of your brain and trumping every one of us. But how about some Mongolian Raider-style goblin-hobgoblin faction? And, I, and I, I had to throw this one out there before I forgot it. I mean, we got we got hobgoblin Mongols. Now, I, I think, I guess, too, this could almost be a chaos one, too, just by the nature of what hobgoblins are. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think I think this one would sell like hotcakes. I mean, I, I really think this is an awesome theme. I mean, think about this massive emphasis on speed, maybe a new wolf chariot and, and definitely some wolf riders. We already kind of have them with that, with that uh, uh, underworld's unit, but some wolf riders on, on mounts is, and really think about it, make the mounts as dynamic as like those Fenrisian wolf sculpts, sculpts over in 40 K, something like that, like a Mongolian Raider style, goblin hobgoblin type faction. Uh, I think that would be, something I'd love to see brought into as a, as a, as a destruction and maybe even a chaos faction. I, th- I think, I think bringing that in, but, uh, but Randy, what do you got, man? Let, let's hear it. You're chomping at the bit, man. Yeah. So uh, I, I had two things I kind of wanted to bring up and one of them was the hobgoblins. Oh, I you stole know? your thunder. Okay. Go ahead. You know? Make it sound and better. Then, and then well, we're going, going with like the original chaos dwarves literally had the, the, the Mongolian goblins, hobgoblins or whatever. They also had the sneaky gits, which were, 
literally the the, the grot ninjas as we were just talking about and then you know it just you know <laughs> i just like so like you, like i said like kind of take the like the aspects of some like the space wolves or whatever have the frisian wolves have the old goblin riders which kind of like the beast beast grave unit you know right but then also have a big dire wolf the size of you know the uh the thunder wolves from from you know the space wolves right you know something on like a like a, like a 50 circle or 60 circle or whatever right those big old you know wolf riders or whatever yeah so then my my, my, my second you know thought was if, if you remember like anybody who's been gaming with me for a while though like in old fantasy one of my favorite units was the the, the goblin pump wagons you know you're talking oh, yeah. about like i forgot about those about, you know, you're talking about like mechanicum and you know and, and stuff whatever and then like back in the day like these grots had these you know like weird machines that would just like run on drop power. They would, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, they were literally, you know, oh, minecart, like pump, you know, pump as fast as possible, ran the cart into someone. And, you know, they, 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 you know, just, and the thing is like, they just, you know, like historically they, they, they just kind of came out in blood bowl. Like if you look at the, the grot faction for blood bowl, they actually have two pump wagons is, is a playable like thing. But, you know, just think about an army of various size ones and, various grot contraptions you right. know just you know flying across the field you know that would be awesome i would love that chuck what do you got for the destruction uh grand alliance man you know i not a whole lot with destruction i have been hoping for the giant book for more than a year ever since that you know we had drops of uh news and rumors with them um i am just happy that that they were getting a list, you know, moving forward. The only thing I can think of, and, and this is going back to an order battle tone, would be maybe some type of halfling release, where we saw a halfling army uh, from Halfshire or the Shire itself. Yeah. Uh, it would capitalize on that. Yeah, I'd like to see something like that. I, I think I think having the halfling with the with the you know what we used to have before with the with the the the, the soup pot catapult and all the things we had before yep. the chicken riders you know and, yep. and and remember they had that one special character she was the the little halfling woman with the broom she would come out and and rile up all the chickens and it was negative one to to uh shoot from a certain distance it was negative one, you, you had a negative one to your, your shooting profile because yep. all the chickens would flutter up in the air yeah i'd like to see that come back i think that's i think that's definitely a good one for sure um halflings uh you know I, I i would love to see them come back and i did see by the way we talked about this on a show as a side note there was a guy uh i, I wanted i think it was chris peach of the uh warhammer community you know heavy metal group over an actual the actual company games workshop and he did a cities of sigmar army but he converted the entire army it's in a white dwarf of all halflings yes. and it, it was it was really clever i mean it was it was awesome um, but you know, it was, like I said, yeah, I, I think that would also be another good one that, uh, that I think would do really well for sure. Um, you know, but, but going back to destruction, I think I'd like, you know, and, and kind of leaving off where we talked about with, uh, the pump wagons and, you know, nin, ninja goblins, you know, damn it. I'm never gonna be able to get that out of my head now. Um, uh, I'm going to end up painting a bunch of nobblers, like a bunch of, you know, Jackie Chan ninjas, uh, Kid. Oh, I would love that with the crane. With the crane, I, that would be perfect. Options um, are endless now. <laughs> Here we Wax go. Wax off. Oh, uh, like, hundred more noblers for pet. That's, I'm doing it. 
But first, I, I, th- I think I would love to see also like a goblin green sin. I, I know this was already mentioned. I'm cheating here a little bit because if you, if you guys read the Karajan Overlord's book, they do mention in the book about how the, the, the Karajan Overlord sky fleets are fighting against basically goblin pirates. So I know this has already been hinted at in their own book, and I know that I, but I'd like to actually see them get this army out, this this green-skinned sky pirate faction with a range of flying transports and flying artillery, just like the Karadrans. I think that's something that, um, personally, I think that would have been more welcome, in my opinion, yeah. than the the Gargans. I think the Gargans would have been good had they come out right away. And but I think I think a perfect release right around this time of year, right before the holidays and everything else, I think would have been either the sky pirate, the sky goblin pirates, or uh, you know vampires. But I, I but speaking with about destruction, I would really like to see that army uh, come out. Or or here's one off the top of my brain um, for destruction. This I I here guys the the LSD is kicking in. I'm taking a complete left turn at Albuquerque here on you guys. But I'd like to see a race of fishmen, like like a race of evil type of fish, a la you know Aquaman, kind of an ending scene. A race of fishmen that could serve as rivals to the Ideneth. You know, they hate the Ideneth or whatever. You know, uh, something something like that. I think maybe you could tie in some some Fellwater Trogoths or something like that, where uh, you know. Well, maybe not fell. I got a whole other idea for the fell waters I was thinking about, but I, I think I think if you can come up with a destruction like a race of evil fishmen that that really despise the Ideneth Deepkin, I think that would that would be pretty, uh, be pretty good too. You know, uh, Joe, back to you, man. Any anything anything else transpired as far as any more ninja goblins you want to talk about? All I know is if you mess with people's trogs, pet, they're gonna come after you, buddy. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna let me let me let me say my idea. <laughs> let me say my idea here, cause I, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm tired of you guys kicking my ass and my ideas and bad mouthing the knobblers. And by the way, Sean, you're you know I'm not done with you yet. All right, here we go. So let's talk about this. I mean, let's go back to my fellwater idea. Now stick with me here, Joe. You gotta you gotta listen to this here, man. This is good stuff. All right. Fellwaters as like a raiding type faction composed with newt-like little people as battle line. Fellwater, Trogoths, you know, plastic troll hag, maybe some some angler fish riders or something, or, or alligator-like creatures, or they 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 can hide in like riverbeds or something like that, and you know, uh, uh, you know. So not, I mean, I I think I think because I honestly personally, I think the Fellwaters need a boost. Um, I don't see many of them on the table. I know that they were touted at one time as great horde control type of Trogoths. Uh, I personally own 18 of them and I don't know what to do with them because, uh, I, you know, so I, so when I was thinking about that, I was like, Fellwaters are such awesome sculpts. Um, I know that, that I've never met anyone, first of all, that said they, they think Fellwater sculpts are okay. People either love them or hate them. And I think the sculpts are great. They're vomiting. They got you know pimples on their ass. They're running around. They got clawed, knuckled fingers. It's it's good stuff. But I'd like to see if I if I could do something to kind of enhance their presence in the game. I'd like to see them write something like that into the destruction you know type of type of rule bed. Does that make sense, Joe? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I used to use Fellwater Trogus. I have a couple myself, so I definitely could see that. Yeah. It definitely yeah. That's a that's a cool idea there. Yeah, something like that where they could like have like little buddies, you know, come flying out of like water beds or, or or something like that. But all right, how about this? I'm I'm gonna pick on your, your your iron jaws here for a second. All right, Joe. See now, see look what you started, man. I just gave you a, I just gave you carte blanche to make a hundred ninja knoblers. You better be careful. You, <laughs> you know what? I take I take all that back. Yeah, you're right. How about this? One thing I thought that the that the that the iron jaws were missing, and I want to say on a on a show a long time ago when we knew that they were going to be updating. 
the Iron Jaws, um, yeah. are coming out with them. I think we talked about hoping to see Iron Jaws with like great big giant crossbows. You know, and, and I'd love to see like a shooty unit of Iron Jaws with big crossbows that hit like a bolt thrower. You know, maybe some type of a sergeant or special character to to go with the with 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 the mega boss. You know, I think something like that. Could you imagine an Iron Jaws army with their big wah, all their attacks, and giving them like an 18-inch bolt thrower type of a of a crossbow yeah. unit? Yeah, load a big stab up in like a their version of a artillery crossbow. That'd be amazing. That would be that would be amazing. So many people would would hate your guts, but it would be it would be wonderful. I mean, didn't they already come up with something like that called Rugluds Armored Orcs with big crossbows? Do they? Wait a minute. All right. Okay. If somebody, yeah, somebody can leave that. All right. I need to see that. I need to see that because I didn't. Uh, so they have, they have right now, they have orcs running around with crossbows. Anyone in the comments so know anything about this? I think they had done something like that. Just posted a link inside of the YouTube okay um it was a fantasy thing from dogs of war i don't know if it was valid in end times but uh they ran around with giant crossbows shot each other and then they could charge with the chopper and get the plus one string um from the chopper rule back in the day yeah they're, they're listed under green skin still in the in the compendium oh okay all right well yeah. then then there you go i guess i guess then then let's bring them back then we need that in the destruction faction that was pretty damn cool and by the way as, as another side note I miss. Am I one of the? Am I in the severe minority of somebody that really misses the Greenskins? I, I really miss the the big war boss on a Wavern. I miss you know the the the, the actual Greenskin units running around with them dorky little helmets on their head. Uh, am I one of the few that actually misses a tide of green type army? No, we we always always liked the Wavern, not the Wyvern. Okay, uh, it was a great unit. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this real quick because because am, am I am, all right, Joe? Help help us out here. So, all right. is it is it Wavern or Wyvern? Uh, it's <laughs> neither. Okay, I've I've always I've always thought like it's like the word win would be Wyvern. Okay, all right, all right, Chuck. I'm gonna say a word. You say it after. Is it, I I say Zeech. Chuck, what do you say? Zinch. Okay. Zinch. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we, the the wheels completely. Man, I say zinch. Yeah. It's a short e for me. All right. You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. You guys are, you know, okay. So we we all we all have a weird way of saying things. Like <laughs> I we're giving you a hard time here. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails here, guys. We are completely off the rails. All right, bring it back, man. All right, destruction. You know, uh, you know, what do you think, Randy? Nice scan tabletop wargaming. What do we got, man? What is it? Anything for destruction, or, or are you completely tapped out, man, with all this ninja nobblers and pronunciation? Well, I said, you know, the the pump wagons that are, you know, they made new blood bowl pump wagons, but not, you know, greenskins didn't quite make it with, you know, the the old snotling, you know, swarm bases. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. You, you know what I'm surprised nobody brought up as far as destruction? The femur. Well, no. The femur. The yeah. old, the old, uh, you, you got close to it, Randy, with your hero quest comment there. You got close yeah. to it. 
But the femur, I mean, the, one of the greatest models ever released by Forge World during the Albion campaign of 7th edition Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I love the femur. You can't buy them anywhere anymore. They're completely gone. Um, I mean, and, and let's, I'm going to say a little, a little message here right now to Games Workshop. It's been seven editions, guys. It's been seven editions. Uh, they deserve to finally get an army. Give us our freaking femurs. I would play a fe- if if they came out the femurs. I would play that army right now. Yeah, there there was a there was a prototype a prototype sculpt for Forge World. So they were gonna they're gonna mash it out to their own army, but they when they they did the split or whatever they uh, with the stop being all new uh, Sigmar stuff. They didn't you know continue on with it. I was in one of the uh, games or the uh, uh, open uh, cases. Okay. Like, yeah, for the like it was in the Forge World booth, but they just never, never paid someone to finish the, the the. Is there supposed to come out with a caster? They made the noble or whatever, and never came out with the caster. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's that's that my, my my brain my brain is oatmeal right now, man. I think I think we've we've kind of beat the topic to death. But I mean, we'll go, we'll do a little round robin. Joe, starting with the guest, man. Anything anything you can think of? Any one of the factions? Any one of the grand alliances? If you could create your own faction, anything to add before we 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 move on to the next part of the show? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, we got one of those clocks going, like with the they always joke about with the squat clock. But I would love to see like Victorian old school vampires. Yes. Like, yep. Not thematic vampires like swashbucklers or anything. I want to see like old school vampires. Yeah, I like that. I like that one, um, which I think is going to happen. I personally haven't like you're talking like Nosferatu, you know, type yeah. of. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're you're not talking about the little sparkly ones in the sunlight, right? None none of those. No, yeah, uh, like, no. Bram, like Bram Stoker and right. all the old stories. Yeah. Like the yeah. way that we grew up learning about vampires, no, uh, no, no sparkle in the sun. Or... Yeah, you know, and that's a good point, Joe. Back when we were kids, our vampires sucked blood. Yeah. All right. So moving on. See, Chuck's like, I don't even know why I even put up with this every freaking week. Uh, this immaturity. All right. So Chuck, what about you, man? Anything to add in? I'm gonna stick with my original comment from about 30 minutes ago, which was trying to make a minotaur-focused beast of chaos book right. i believe that is the way to go i don't think minotaurs have been put in the limelight or in the spotlight that they deserve right. they are probably the best large infantry fighters in hand-to-hand combat that the game has to offer right in addition to that i believe that games workshop could model the book around greek mythology from the island of crete whether you want to Sweet. put a special in there that's great but i don't believe greek mythology has been capitalized upon such that sigmar has been capitalized upon roman mythology uh, in the in that light mm-hmm. so yeah. i believe it's a missed opportunity and they could come out with new sculpts which have not been produced since seventh or even sixth edition i agree with that yeah totally agree with that randy what do you got man uh, nothing really. So, <laughs> <laughs> Randy's like, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess for me, I like I said, femur, bring them back. I, I love the models. I, I loved what they had. I had a femur army for a little while. Didn't know what the hell to do with them. Ended up selling them, and I've I've, I've oh. really regretted it. I've regretted it like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I, and they were Forge World, and uh, and I sold them. So yeah, kind of bummed about that one. Um, all right, well, good stuff. Well, folks, we are going to be right back with the question of the day. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. All right, we are back, and we're going to be getting into the question of the day here on the show. Now, folks, if you listened up uh, earlier when we, when we first started the show, we kind of gave you guys a peek behind the curtain on what the question of the day was going to be, so I hope you have your answers ready. But uh, here it is. We're going to throw this out, actually, to uh, to Chuck. We're throwing this out to him first, man. We're not we're not going to grill our guest uh, here on the uh, – since, since he gave me such inspiration for more novelers, we're just going to kind of let him, you know, chill out and kind of listen to the answer here real quick. So, so Chuck, you ready, man? Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck's like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, so here it is. So here's the question of the day. Do special characters detract or enhance the creativity of a player when building an army? There it is, Chuck. So this is my answer. So I believe that the special character in today's lore adds to the cuts what we have within Games Workshop's release and the historical side of it and the narrative side are specific books, rules, and just different battle plans and builds that uh, allude themselves to the special character build. Right. So what that unlocks for the player who is within the realm of the narrative play are those specific builds in order to focus on the book that they currently like for their narrative storyline that they do play okay all right i like that that was a good answer all right, randy i'm gonna throw this to you okay here it is do special characters detract from or enhance the creativity of a player when building an army yeah so as like open play and, and narratives go like you know i enjoy like doing you know reenactments of, of certain stuff or whatever but then you know as a competitive play, sometimes, you know, they're over the top and sometimes they're not. It, like, it all depends on the characters or whatever, but they, uh, as long as they're pointed appropriately, you know, they, they should be used or, or not used. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. I can kind of see what you're hedging, what you're hinting on, man. I got that one. Yeah. I, I got that little underlining hint. That was a good one. All right. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, Joe, our guest, man, I'm going to throw this at you. So here's the question of the day. Do special characters detract from or enhance the creativity of a player when building an army? I, I would have to say that I think they enhance it. I mean, when you look at some of these characters, they have some really cool backstories. I mean, some of them don't have models yet, so you can even make them yourself. But some of them that do, like you hear about Curtis Valentian and how he's the Craven King because he's being punished by being forced to marry Olander and because he sucked in battle. So it's like, all right, so... 
now you start thinking about him and you start thinking about Olander and you make your whole army, you know, almost to allude to what Justin did, you know, he made his army dedicated to, you know, his wife, you know, and that was all based on like the, what he was getting out of the story with and combining the two. So I can't, I can't say that I, I, I would say a hundred percent. I think it enhances what's going on. Okay. Makes it better. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. You know, I, I I go back and forth with this one because you know I, now where I'm at, I'm a little closer to what you what you're thinking, Joe. If you want to know the God's honest truth, but in the past, because I had such a disdain for named characters like Nagash and and other characters like that, that uh, I always felt that the creativity kind of died the minute that gamer bought that box of you know that 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 model of Nagash because they would pull it out and it was kind of like a almost like as we've said before, you were playing with somebody else's toys. Um, but I think uh, now that I've kind of come to appreciate, you know, kind of what a character like Nagash was able to do and seeing what a lot of people have created simply through the anvil of apotheosis, I think, I, I think I finally do share a little bit more of your thought process in, in, in that. I think that, um, I think what's actually happened is kind of the, quite the, the adverse effect. I think a lot of people look at these models, like say a Nagash or something like that. And they say, you know what, I want to see if I can build my own character kind of put their own little signature on it just like him or as close as I can get to him or, or another character like, like, you know, pick one. So, yeah, I, I think, I think in a way I used to not believe that, but now I do. Now I think that it, it has enhanced the creativity for those, you know, those tip, those particular players. Um, but at one time I, I, I didn't. So. Wait a minute. What the hell is that? What's going on? <laughs> show where we present the rules from hell. <laughs> yes, that's right, Grimdark Goons. It's time for the rules from hell, where we present the game rules from the past or present of the Warhammer worlds that just sucked. Here it is, gang. A Warhammer rule from hell. Let's face it, sometimes we, the players, are the hell to the rules. So listen up here, you short-pants little demons. We're pointing our fingers right back at you for getting the rules wrong and making these rules hell on the tabletop. Models have to pile in towards the nearest enemy model, not just the nearest enemy model already in combat with the unit. Let's say your unit is stretched out in a line 10 inches long, with the enemy hero base to base at the end of that line. Now. Let's say there's another enemy hero six inches away from the other end of the unit. You can't pile the whole unit towards the first enemy hero because the ones at the end of the line are closer to the second one and can only move towards it, even though three inches won't get them there. This probably means the entire line can't move. And that could definitely be a rule from hell. And now you know a rule from hell. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. So good stuff. Well, well, here it is, man. We are at the point of the show where uh, we're, we're at the closing thoughts. And as we normally do, man, and, and to our guest, we're throwing you on the spot, man. We're putting you right in the barrel. You got the, uh, you know, it, 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 if, you're, if you're ready, man, you've got the, uh, you got the closing thoughts here on Grimdark Live, man. It's all you. Cool. Um, yeah, you, you didn't tell me about this, but I got something actually. I got something, uh, he does I got the something, ceremony. 
I got something I was thinking about um, coming for this was, you know, you guys say, everyone says, you know, there's a social contract when you play the game. I think a game is more of a social experiment. Um, when you play, it's, you know, you're spending two to three hours with somebody on that table. No one wants that guy that's just going to be completely quiet and not have a conversation with you. You know, if I want to spend three hours with you, it's a social experiment. I'm going to be just me. I'm going to be the same guy that's busting Pat's balls, that's messing with Chuck when he re-rolls ones. I'm going to be that same guy. But I think that's what that what, that's what makes this hobby great, is being able to play a game at even the top competitive levels and not have to change who you are. Don't come to the table, like, even if you're playing for first place in a tournament. Go there and be the same guy. Still crack the same jokes, you know? Always have that fun. It's kind of a, a wonderful thing they gave us. Yeah, you know what, and, and I love the fact that you just said that because, folks, you know, after after having many games uh, with and around Joe, uh, all that is exactly – he just described himself. That's exactly who he just described, and, and honestly, I, I think everyone would be would be better for it. Uh, even when he beats the crap out of you with his Chaos Dwarves, you know, he does it with a smile on his face, and, yeah, he you know, he uh, uh, he's a lot of fun while you're getting your head kicked in by him. Right, Chuck? Yes. <laughs> even afterwards in the parking lot he's so nice exactly yeah no but i you know i i, I gotta tell you man not not to completely piggyback off what your uh uh what what you said there but um yeah right on man i, I completely agree with everything you said I, I i can't i don't i don't i don't know if there's any better way to put it so so that's it man what a that, that's a great way to to end the show so joe thank you so much for being with us tonight on grimdark live man thank you thanks for having me Absolutely, man. And you're going to come back, right? We haven't completely scared you off. We'll talk more about Ninja Nobblers. I'll, I'll be back as often as, as you guys want me. Nice. Nice. Well, folks, that's it, man. Another great show, and that's a wrap. And please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe uh, if you haven't already done so, and, and follow our podcast if you haven't already done so with that. And if you don't, here it is again, folks. If you don't do all those things, Grimdark Goons are going to come over to your house, and Joe and, and, uh, and Randy, they're going to dress up like chaos dwarves and scare the hell out of your neighbors, and you're going to have more police called to your house and all that kind of I've seen them do it, and you don't want them to come over and do that. So just hit, click, subscribe, follow our podcast, and you'll have no chaos dwarves you know, dancing in your front yard. It, it, oh, it won't, it won't happen. Never. <laughs> so, folks, thank you, thank you so much for being with us tonight, this evening on Grimdark Live, and we'll be back next week at 730. So remember, until we meet again, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. Bye. Grimdark Live would like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Age of Sigmar worlds. We'll be back live next Thursday, so until then, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. If you missed the live show, you can catch us again right here on the next Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grimdark Grudge Matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim, all you dice-chuck-and-glue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. 
So long from Dark Noons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pants.